This is the MotorCast, hosted by your small engine mechanic, Fix-It Wrencher. Hello everyone, welcome back to the MotorCast. A whole lot has changed since before the huge hiatus, but I am back. So first we look at the things that have changed, and then we'll look at my fleet and see how it has changed, because I've added a lot of equipment and also got rid of some. We will also look at my scooter, which I've done a lot to, and is a beautiful masterpiece at this point, almost. I'll get to that later. We'll also go to my shed and I will show you what's changed there. Before we get to the main topic, I would like to take a minute and talk about what I've been doing this week. Um, so for starters, I have this cool project. I will not tell you what it is yet, but I will tell you here's a hint. It involves a trimmer engine. This is my HyperTough trimmer I pulled the engine off of. I'll talk about that more later on the fleet dress segment. But also, I have collected a bunch of scrap metal for that project, and also my trailer needs to be reinforced. By the way, I used to have a, that bike trailer, but what I did is I separated the tongue from the uh, frame. This is aluminum, so it won't rust. And I attached the frame two-thirds of the way back underneath the, underneath the three-quarter uh, inch piece of plywood, and I built the sides on that. And the front tongue is bolted with giant washers to the edge of the uh, three-quarter inch plywood and attached to my bike. Well, apparently three-quarter inch plywood isn't the best frame, so I'll have to reinforce that with T-post, rebar, or something else of the like. So that's the two projects I've kind of been working on recently. The unnamed project. And I'm going to update my bike trailer. Let's start with the things that have changed this podcast. Quite obviously, Craggle 9 is no longer in this podcast. For another thing... This podcast has a different album art and new music. This is temporary music, as I don't have a better idea right now, and this is the best I could come up with. This is just anchor stock music, but I will change it later. These podcasts are also all-encompassing, which just means that instead of having a scooter episode, a shed episode, a fleet address episode, things like that, it's all going to be segments in one big episode. This makes things less confusing, and it'll be better. So... To start with, the first thing would be the intro, which is a thing you heard at the very beginning of the episode, where I was just like, welcome to the podcast, whatever, that's the intro. After that is overview of today's show, where I just talk about um, what I'm going to be doing today on this uh, show. After that is what I've been doing, so it would just be like a little thing, this week I did blah blah blah, just telling you like what I've been up to, projects, etc. After that is the main show, where I talk about the main topic that I made this episode 4. After that is the fully dress where if there are any new equipment I mention them. And after that is the scooter update which is where I would talk about my scooter and after that would be the shed update where I would go into my shed and talk about things that have changed about my shed. And after that would be the outro where I just say goodbye and get out of here. So I'm not going to talk about much else on the main segment but What will be occupying most of this episode is the rest of the episode, which will be the scooter, the shed, and the fleet address. I know that's out of order. Whatever. So, we're going to switch over to that now. It is time for the fleet address. Hello, everyone. I am now down the hill at my fleet, or most of it, um, because I got rid of some, and I also have some in my shed, which I will go in depth a little bit in a few minutes. But first, the mowers, which I have eight of them right in front of me. Um, these are my current mowers, starting with my Toro Recycler 22-inch mower with a Breeze & Stratton 725 series engine on it, which is an older Breeze & Stratton engine, but not one of the really old ones. 
Next to it is an older style Briggs & Stratton 500 series. Um, this is on a weed eater 22 inch mower. Next to that is a Murray mower with a Briggs & Stratton 450E series. Um, that's a newer engine. Next to it is a um, Bolin's 20 inch mower. It's a really small mower. It has the same engine, the 450E series. Uh, on the next row here we have a Honda um, GCV, I think, GCV 160 engine on a Troy built mower. Now that I think of it, I cannot remember the model number because it came off of the engine. But it's a Troy built XP series in uh, mower. Next to it is a Yardman uh, 21 inch mower with a 6.5 horsepower XL extended life series. Um, Tecumseh engine, which is my one and only Tecumseh engine at the moment. Next to it is my Husqvarna um, LC221A, which is a 21-inch deck, as you're probably aware. And it is a 675 EXI series engine, which is the top-of-the-line Briggs & Stratton 675 engine. Um, next to it is a Troy-built um, self-propelled 22 inch lawnmower. I believe it's 22, maybe 21. I'm not sure. Now I think about it, it's a 21 inch. And it has what I believe to be a Briggs and Stratton either 650 series or 725 series engine. It's unlabeled. The label came off ages ago. But yeah, so that's my mowers. Some of them have problems, some of them don't. I can already go ahead and tell you that the um, Tecumseh engine, the Husqvarna mower, and the Honda mower all run perfectly fine. The uh, Troy built mower has a issue when you go to start it you have to uh, do the purge bulb for a couple seconds and it starts and then it works fine self-repel also doesn't work very well um, the Toro doesn't start for an unknown reason I put a carburetor from a different engine on it and it still doesn't run so I'm giving up on it for the moment everything else should work and it is missing a bag next the weed eater 22 inch mower um, it doesn't have a bale cable, so I can't start it. Other than that, it should work fine. Um, the Murray um, mower has no bale cable and doesn't start for an unknown reason. It has the carburetor from the next mower, which is the Boland's 20-inch mower, which doesn't have a carburetor around right now. But other than that, works fine. Worked fine when it had a carburetor. Okay, going to my vine trimmers or string trimmers, weed eaters. Uh, weed whippers, weed whackers, whatever you want to call them. They're very um, different names they have for them. Um, over here, the first one is the uh, Black & Decker Lithium Battery Tech 18-volt cordless trimmer. Next to it is the Black & Decker 20-volt cordless trimmer. These both convert to edgers, which is pretty cool. Next to it is my Echo GT225. Very reliable trimmer. I'm sure I've talked about it on the show before. Uh, actually a couple months ago, probably back in 2021. Uh, this is the one I got back in 2021, still runs fine. Next to it is another Echo GT225, which is not mine, but it, I was fixing it for someone and I still have it for the moment. Um, only difference is mine is kind of sun faded. I don't know why, I guess I left it out. Uh, my trimmer has some scrapes in the top from when we were hauling it back from um, North Carolina, and it scraped the road a few times. Ouch. It also has a Speedfeed 400 head, where the other one that, I've, that I fixed for someone has a rapid loader head on it. 
and it's not sun faded and is from six years earlier before mine next to it is my ryobi trimmers which i have my four cycle my first four cycle trimmer actually the c430 which uh, works pretty well but i need to replace the carburetor on it and it needs to get a, a, an air filter element and cover which it doesn't have other than that it works nice the uh, fuel line is disintegrated which was a huge mess but i fixed that next to it is my ryobi c s30 instead of c430 it's a cs30 the two-stroke variant and it works fine um just burns through fuel really fast and has a terrible throttle uh setup next to it is my hyper tough engine i was talking about earlier which has no actual trimmer it's the one i pulled off the trimmer and it's just a standalone unit for the project uh it runs fine it uh the standoff for the idle screw broke off so it can't idle uh, next to it is the Troy Built two cycle trimmer, the TB22, which has no carburetor on it. Which then obviously means it has no air filter element or bracket or cover. So it obviously doesn't run. Enough with the trimmers. Next is my blowers. I have a Home Light Vac Attack 2. What a nice name. Uh, this, is, this blower had a bad purge bulb and fuel lines. I fixed those. Runs fine. Also has a vacuum attachment and all the other attachments I got as well. Uh, next to it is the Echo PB200. Don't know if I've mentioned this blower. I think I have. It may have not, though. I can't remember when I got it. Might have gotten it after the last episode. Regardless, works fine. I think it needs a carburetor adjustment because it dies on full throttle. Um, next to it is my still BR420 backpack blower that I told you I was going to get. I did get it. And it works great. Um, this is either a 63 or 68 cc engine, I can never remember, and it blows really well. Next to it is my cool sports scooter, the scooter itself, which is a Chinese cool sports scooter. Very nice scooter, uh, should I say very nice, it's kind of cheap, but you know. It is a great, fun thing to ride, and I will talk about more when I talk about my scooter on the scooter segment. Alright, inside my shed, I have this Craftsman 425. I want to say 425 is the series, but all it says is 425 horsepower. This came off an old Craftsman mower that, I, that the deck was rusting, which isn't good, obviously. But um, I got rid of the deck. The blade was also broken in half, which is also not good. Um, but it doesn't run. A lot of parts were taken off to put on my weed eater mower. That's what I like to do. I like to have multiples of every engine, if I can. So I have parts. Um, that's kind of how my, uh, Troy Bell TV 22, my oldest trimmer, that's how that one kind of works, uh, because I have a Remington and a Craftsman and a Hyper Tough trimmer with the same engine in it, which is pretty nice. Um, uh, the other crate motors I have are in the very back of my shed. Um, I have this one, a 650 series engine. Um, it has the green lawn boy cover on it. It's the one that's in that shed photo. If you look back at that next to it it is the troy built honda engine the gcv 160 and that's the red mower that's in the shed picture um yeah my husvarna and weed eater mowers are also in that picture if you want to look at them so yeah that is it for the fleet segment it is now time for the shed update all right so for the shed, I'm just going to tell you, like, the basic setups and sorting systems I have, because I have a ton of stuff now. 
and it's kind of hard to relay that over audio. So I'm just going to start in the doorway, doorway of my shed, which by the way I have some coats and hats hanging off of. Can't ever use enough space. Um, next to the right of it is my workbench with pegboards atop it, and it's currently messy. Um, next to it, between the wall and the workbench, since it can't slide all the way to the wall, um, I have some tool uh, cases for tools I'm not using right now because it's kind of hard to access, but underneath the tool case I have a little um, propane gr grill I never use. And hanging inside that area as well as a couple other long things that I don't get to frequently. Um, next to my workbench to the uh, left of it is more pegboard. Below that is a tool cabinet. It's one of those cheap silver cabinets with the transparent drawers you see at the office doors. Um, and underneath my workbench, I forgot to say, I have some units and a cool craftsman tool chest that I have some large tools and uh, clamps and awkward things in. Some engine parts as well. Um, next to the silver and clear chest that you would see at the office store is, to the left of it, in the corner, um, this is the corner, the uh, right corner of the wall opposite of the door. I have an air compressor that I'm working on that's on top of a shop vac. Um, and next to it is a pressure washer. Um, above my main shop vac, uh, which by the way is a rigid toolbox vacuum. Propac, I believe, is the, is the name. It's a really good vacuum. If you want a shop vac, that's one to go check out. Above it is a uh, hanging shop vac. Nice for little jobs that I want easy access to. And... I uh, have some hanging organizers behind it. Next to it is my tall three-drawer unit. Actually, it's a seven-drawer unit now because I've stacked so many of them. And on top of it, it's a cooler I don't use. Um, and I have manuals, safety gear, parts for different engines, trimmers, mower parts, all kinds of things. It's a cool, nice organizer in case you're wondering how to get simple organization out of your shed for cheap or free. I got those for free. Um, next to it, to the left... So this is like about the middle of the wall opposite the door. I have containers like coffee cans and things full of hardware, nails, uh, bolts, etc. And also, this is a uh, like one of those garage units with the MDF shelves and the, um, the metal frame. Uh, this is just a small version of that. On the top shelf, on the very top, I have my two crate engines I talked about in the fully addressed segment. They're sitting on that. Um, and next to it is a toolbox of stuff I can just bring with me when I'm fixing engines. And back to the shelf below that, I have more engine parts, like air filters and fuel lines and funnels and trimmer heads and stuff, wires. Below that is more nitty-gritty engine parts, like crankshafts and pistons and stuff. On that shelf, I also have some miscellaneous gas scooter parts. Next to it is a tiny trash can, and I have a big thing of chemicals. Since this is an engine-related show, I'll point out the engine ones. I have... A premixed fuel can I use for old gas now. Carbon choke cleaners next to it. I have stable uh, stabilizer, fuel stabilizer. I have tons of two-cycle oil. What I actually do, so I don't actually accidentally grab empty ones all the time, is I put a piece of masking tape that says done on them. I keep them because you can still put old oil back in there and say old or whatever. But that's how I mark stuff, so I don't accidentally use stuff I don't want to. Um, I also have some other lawnmower whatever-esque stuff. Like WD-40 is a very handy one to have. I have a cleaner degreaser for those greasy engine parts you want to degrease. 
Um, and engine oil I have as well. Lots of other irrelevant stuff in there as well. Uh, to the left, so this is the wall to the left of the door now. This is about the middle. I have, um, so my backpack leaf blower is trying to figure out how to hang. And I realized one of these like hanging shoe racks, kind of hard to describe. It's like this metal wire racks, but it has like supports above it. It's kind of hard to explain, but anyway, I have, I sit the blower on there and it's deep enough that I can sit on there and it kind of leans up against the wall. And then I have the pipe going up the wall and leaning up against a nail. I also have a bottle of three-in-one oil behind it because that's the most convenient place to put it, apparently. Um, underneath that, I have a small, like, nightstand-sized shelf with containers. I also have an oil pan for draining oil from lawnmowers. In front of it is an old shot vacuum I just have because it's cool. And I store some pegboards behind it. That's actually a really good way to store pegboards. Um... Next to it, this is where my trimmers would be, but they're out in the yard because I was doing that for the uh, the uh, other segment so I could show you them all without having to dig through everything. But I have these, um, what are these called? Tornado brand hangers. And they hang off of a 2x4 I hung in between my main 2x4s. So going horizontally, about eye level, so like 5 feet off the ground. Um, and I hang the trimmers with the engine facing up and the uh, attachment at the bottom. It's the best way to hang it, and they're easy access. And then next to it, I have two more of them spread, uh, spread out more for a larger trimmer. In the corner, I have a hedge trimmer I don't use. And next to that, uh, this is occupying the corner of the wall to the left of the door and the door wall. Um, I have a wooden version that I made myself of the Tornado um, racks that I put my Echo trimmer on. I just have like little brackets securing it to another horizontal 2x4 fastened to my main 2x4s. And these two blocks, they move a little bit, which allows my trimmer to kind of sink in and lock in a little bit, which is pretty nice. Below all that, I have the most reasonable place to store my um, engine supporting stand, which is just an old gas pressure washer stand, which actually works really well. You can get underneath it, fasten it to the sand so it doesn't go anywhere. You can also work on everything because it's pretty uh, freely accessible. So that worked really well for me. Next to that is a leaf and lawn chute, which I use for my mowing business as well as around our yard. It's a pretty nice setup. And on top of the horizontal 2x4s that I hung the tornado uh, racks off of, you can also put bricks and other things up there to stay out of the way. The reason I put them 5 feet off the ground and not like 7 feet or whatever um, is because I have string, trimmer string, hanging above the trimmer, so I can grab the trimmer and the string at the same time. So that works out really well. Um, ain't nook and cranny in the shed that you can use, you should use, because you, you'll, if you have a shed that's like 8x8x9, eight by eight by you have to shove a lot in there, because I have multiple different hobbies, so that's how I do it. Um, so, a few more storage tips. Um, if you have to hang pegboards where there are no um, studs, you can screw, if you have a shed like mine where you have the stud, the 2x4 on one side, and then you have the outside paneling on one side, and then the, the uh, inside is empty and hollow, you can actually secure a scrap piece of 2x4 to, from the outside, um, exactly in the place you need it to secure the corners of the pegboard, um, secure it on the outside, to the outside sheathing, and then to the pegboard, and that supports it pretty well. Um, this is obviously only if you have other wood, other actual joists to support it, because you don't want it just hanging off the sheathing and then it fall off. But that's what I did. And for my chemical shelf, it's actually in the wall. 
So what I did is I took two by four um, lumber, scrap lumber I had, and I cut them to length to, to nestle in between the two studs. And then what I did there is I screwed them from an angle to the stud from the inside. So the shelf is flush with the stud, which means I actually sacrificed no space in my shed. Space I wouldn't be able to use otherwise. The way I hang my normal handheld leaf blowers is I have one hanging on a nail, which is driven to the two by four in a hollow area. So this is a two by four. In case you haven't looked at my shed picture, it's the one that runs uh, diagonally down to the back because the front's about seven feet tall and the back is about five feet tall. Um, that's also why I strategically place things like the workbench in the front so I can actually stand and work at it. But anyway, the nail hangs in the empty cavity between the two studs and then the blower occupies because the handle's usually in the middle of the gas blower. So part of the blower hangs in the cavity and part of it sticks out. So it doesn't stick out very much. So the other one is just hanging off one of the roof trusses off a uh, big C-hook. That's how I did that. And by the way, a few of those C-hooks that are just metal with sharp edges, you could buy the rubber ones. Or you could take those little caps that go in the metal racks and actually stick it right on the end there. That's what I did. And that keeps it from scratching my beautiful blower. So there's just a lot of stuff. If your shed's not very rigid, you can always secure an angle two by four in the corner of the bottom or the top. And that will make things stronger. I also have right above the doorway is a fluorescent light fixture. So I can, I have both that and an LED light fixture that goes all the way around the back of my shed, which makes for a pretty good storage solution. Also on top of the top beams in the back, because the truss is two by six, the roof trusses, they go all the way back and there's a six inch gap between the top stud and the roof sheathing. So what I do is I stick sponges and stuff back there and that uses that space pretty well. On the front I have the same six inch gap so I put I put a mouse trap up there, a mini sledge, things like that. It's a really good place to store stuff. So yeah, that's how I did the inside of my shed. In the middle I have my bike so I can easily pull it in and out. I have some stools. I'm using a saw horses. If you want to find stall horses for cheap and easy, not to worry about building them, gathering the lumber. Find some nice stools. They work really well because they're equal size. Just find a matching set and you're good to go. So that's what I have for the shed update segment of today's episode. I just want to kind of show you how I did my shed, kind of explain what the inside looked like in detail in case you're like wondering about that. And also, more importantly, to share with y'all some, some uh, storage tips and hacks that I use in my shed to make the most of my space. It's now time to see what has changed on the scooter. Alright, now it's time for the most interesting segment today, and that is the scooter. I have some cool things to share with y'all that I have done to my scooter since the last episode. Now, it might be a little bit inaccurate. I might have already said some of these things, or I might be way off, but you know, whatever. So, this is a, a Cool Sports Speed 500, in case you were wondering what the model was. Don't go try searching it up. You'll find nothing. I've done that multiple times, and I've found nothing every time. But... I'm going to just show you some of the, or tell you some of the features. So I actually added a key switch, but the problem was the key switch was too small for the hole. So what I did is I took some sheet metal, drilled a hole in it that was small enough for the key switch, and then screwed into the plastic. We'll see how long that lasts, but that should work for a good while. And it has, so clearly it's good. Over on the dash next is the Speed 500 logo. I have kilometers per hour gauge, which is not useful here, and a battery power gauge, which is pretty accurate. So that is on top of the control 
area, which is between the handlebars. In front of that control area, I have this headlight, and below that is this cute-looking grill that looks like a mouth. Um, below that is another cool sports decal, which is actually not starting to come off, which is pretty nice, because I can't get these decals anywhere. Below that is my new front tire and tube I got for my birthday in 2023. So... Um, at the back of the scooter, we have a truck that has this, the um, rear view mirror that keeps like rattling down so you can't see anything. I put that in there. The charger's in there. And I have a screwdriver for adjusting the carburetor and whatever when I'm out on the road. Below that is an anti-vibration mat to keep things from rattling around. I have no latch in the trunk, so the trunk still rattles, but it's not that bad. There's also this little emergency bag you have in there, which has a new headlight bulb if that one gets uh, worn out. There's a new spark plug, actually a spark plug for my old scooter engine, but it would work if that one burnt out. A spare key for the ignition, and a um, Schrader valve extender so I don't have to take off the tire every time I want to uh, uh, inflate it. Um, some headlight uh, turn signal bulbs that are LEDs that don't really work, they're in here because. And I have the little uh, switch, uh, thumb switch for the turn signal uh, thing on my control. Um, my headlight, horn, and steering uh, turn signal control. It actually broke off when a chemical from my shed fell on it. That's what I think happened anyway. And I also have... Oh, so that part's in here. I need to super glue that back at some point. But I also have a uh, that little silver like locking ring that's next to the brake lever on the front um, that adjusts how much the braking applies and how the handle feels. I have one of those in there because they are pretty soft and break pretty easily. I also have a Schrader valve cap because those get lost all the time. And also have a lock ring in case the gear, the uh, the gear that connects to the um, transmission on the engine, in case that lock ring comes off, I have a spare in here if I can't find it. Also have the spark plug wrench, which I can stick the screwdriver uh, blade or screwdriver shaft in and in turn, and that gives me a good grip on the spark plug because my spark plug's a weird size. Anyway, below that, we have the turn signals, which we recently replaced with LEDs. You might be like, why would you use an LED? It's not very bright. But the original turn signals were literally like Christmas tree bulbs. So you're not, there's not much to expect here. The rear, I also have only one tail light. I'm supposed to have two, but one's missing. And the one that is here does not work. I super glued it shut and didn't realize that I can't get it back open. So I'm going to replace the, it anyway because it's old and falling apart. Next to it is or below it is my rear tire which I replaced a couple years ago back in 2021 or actually my birthday for 2022 was what it was I think and that one's still holding up so I have new tires front and rear now which is pretty nice I also lubricate the chain um, and there's the fuel tank which has new fuel in it instead of the old fuel that it did a couple uh, years ago so that's pretty nice on the opposite side of the fuel tank, obviously, is the engine, which is still holding up pretty nicely. It did leak one time, and I fixed that. And the gasket that goes between the bottom of the crankcase and the top of the the bottom of the cylinder head um, uh, is actually inserted wrong, but I'm not going to mess with it because it holds vacuum pretty well. Spark plug boot has also come off several times, but I did fix it. Moving to the foot deck where you put your feet underneath that. Oh, there's the Cool Sports logo again. It's the huge logo. It's coming off, actually. I'm missing a couple of the screws that hold the panels on, but that's all right. Um, before that, the speed sensor is connected to the front wheel. It's a little bit broken, but it still actually does measure the speed, so I'm not going to mess with it right now. Um, underneath 
the deck is the electronics and where the battery would be, but there's no battery in here right now. Also the charging port, so you can charge the battery without the engine on. Speaking of which, the engine charging uh, system works now. The uh, electric start works, and the kill switch works, which is pretty nice. Another thing I want to mention about the electrical system down under here, I tried to beef up the wires for the starting system because they smoked almost immediately after I tried starting it. Like every time I try to start it, they smoke. So what I did is I doubled them up. They're just like household uh, power cord, like extension cord pieces from an old extension cord. I doubled them up so there's two going everywhere where the uh, huge current is going. So that worked a little bit, but at some point I'm just going to upgrade it all with much heavier gauge wire and eliminate all the heat. And it should start a little bit easier. Also, obviously, need to get a battery since I don't have one. So there's a few more things I can talk about my, on my scooter, but it's pretty simple, and I've already explained most things before. Now, I do want to mention the brake lever for the front is the original one, and the front brake is still sticky, but the back brake doesn't work very well, but I did replace the brake lever with one from an electric scooter. So that has now been resolved, and I won't have to buy one, which is pretty nice. Um... The headlight um, wire that goes to the motherboard is also a little bit shorted out, so I'll have to fix that at some point. And not to mention the wire that goes to the headlight itself, the ground wire has broken off. So I have to fix that at some point. I don't want to, but I will have to. So, yeah. That is how my scooter is at the moment, and I will come back and update you on the next episode if anything happens. There's not very much to fix. At this point, it's a few small electrical issues. And also, I want to double up the wires under the panels, I already said. And I need new taillights. The taillight situation needs to be fixed. And I need a battery. And I need to replace the turn signals, because they're really blackened and are about to burn out. I also need to fix the rear mirror situation at some point. So what's interesting is I replaced the uh, brake lever for the rear brake. The old one, just like the front one here, had a, um, a mounting place for the rear mirror. So I'll either do... Um, is put the one on this side on the rear brake side sticking out of the side of the handlebar like some people do or this um, switch box actually has one built in so I might get a new turn signal or a new rear view mirror adapter and put it there alright well that's all I have for the scooter segment and that's all I have for the podcast itself if you like this podcast you can review it on Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcast platforms like Spotify. Um, And if you want to message me, you can do so at podcasters.spotify.com slash message. I actually don't know the link, but I will update y'all with the link next week when I figure it out because they did kind of mess everything up when they renamed it Spotify for Podcasters. So the link's completely different now, but I will update you at that uh, later. Um, But my podcast page is uh, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash the motorcast. And that should be my page. And then you can message me from there. Uh, I'll have to check in on that and see what the direct link is so you don't have to go through all that. But for now, that's what you can use. Um, So yeah, that's all I really have for you today. Bye.